Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Curry. Today's poem is by request. I got a number of requests on Facebook for some poems. And so over the next few weeks, I'm going to turn to some of those poems that were requested, including today's. And today's poem by request is by Alfred Lord Tennyson. He was a British poet who lived from 1809 to 1892. He was the poet laureate of Great Britain and Ireland during a lot of Queen Victoria's reign. And even to this day is a quite popular poet. The poem that I'm going to read today is called Ulysses. It's a blank verse poem. Talk about that in a second, if we have time. This is not the shortest poem (laughs) that I've ever done on this show. So I'm going to go ahead and just get to it. And we'll see if I have any time for, for comments. This is how it goes. It little profits that an idle king by this still hearth among these barren crags, matched with an aged wife, I meet and dole unequal laws unto a savage race that hoard and sleep and feed and know not me. I cannot rest from travel. I will drink life to the lees. All times I have enjoyed greatly, have suffered greatly, both with those that loved me and alone on shore, and when through scudding drifts the rainy Hyades vexed the dim sea, I am become a name. For always roaming with a hungry heart, much have I seen and known. Cities of men and manners, climates, councils, governments, myself not least, but honored of them all. And drunk delight of battle with my peers far on the ringing plains of windy Troy. I am a part of all that I have met, yet all experience is an arch where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades forever and forever when I move. How dull it is to pause, to make an end, to rust unburnished not to shine in use, as though to breathe were life. Life piled on life were all too little, and of one to me little remains. But every hour is saved from that eternal silence, something more, a bringer of new things. And vile it were for some three sons to store and hoard myself, and this gray spirit yearning in desire to follow knowledge like a sinking star beyond the utmost bound of human thought. This is my son, mine own Telemachus, to whom I leave the scepter and the isle. Well loved of me, discerning to fulfill this labor, by slow prudence to make mild a rugged people, and through soft degrees subdue them to the useful and the good. Most blameless is he, centered in the sphere of common duties, decent not to fail in offices of tenderness, and pay meet adoration to my household gods when I am gone. He works his work, I mine. There lies the port, the vessel puffs her sail. There gloom the dark, broad seas. My mariners, souls that have toiled and wrought and fought with me, that ever with a frolic welcome took the thunder and the sunshine and opposed free hearts, free foreheads, you and I are told. Old age hath yet his honor, and his toil. Death closes all, but something ere the end, some work of noble note may yet be done, not unbecoming men that strove with gods, 
the lights begin to twinkle from the rocks. The long day wanes. The slow moon climbs. The deep moans round with many voices. Come, my friends. Tis not too late to seek a newer world. Push off, and sitting well in order, smite the sounding furrows, for my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset and the baths of all the western stars until I die. It may be that the gulfs will wash us down. It may be we shall touch the happy isles and see the great Achilles whom we knew. Though much is taken, much abides. And though we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, was strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. If you have um, read the Odyssey, then you know that it is the story of Odysseus's homecoming. He has been at war with the Trojan War, fighting at Troy, and the war uh, has ended and he's returning home, but it takes him 10 years to get home to his family. He gets home eventually after many toils along the way, and he sets his home free of the, the suitors who have been trying to marry his wife and take over his kingdom. And, you know, ostensibly he restores order to his home. But this is a poem that imagines a sort of restlessness of Ulysses. He longs to be out on the open sea again. He he wants to explore again. There's something deep within him that feels like he belongs as an explorer. So this is a poem that is written in, as I said earlier, blank verse. That means it's got a regular meter, but it's unrhymed. So it's iambic pentameter. And uh, generally speaking, that's considered the, the most common form or maybe the most influential form of English poetry in the last uh, 400, 500 years. And uh, I read somewhere that they say that maybe three quarters of all English poetry is in blank verse. Not surprisingly, the first documented use, I've mentioned this on this podcast before, the first documented use of blank verse is in Henry Howard's translation of the Aeneid in the uh, 1500s. One of the things as I was looking up some things on this poem and kind of doing some research, I, I was struck by how how much this poem has had scholarship engage with it over the centuries and how much people seem not to have come to any uniform conclusions about it. On the one hand, there's not even certainty or consensus, I guess is the word, on the purpose of the blank verse in this. It's not clear, for example, there's many takes, many ideas, but it's not clear who he's speaking to um, or from where. I read that some people think that it could be considered a soliloquy uh, in true Shakespearean form. That's an interesting idea. Some people view, view him as being truly resolute and heroic, whereas some people consider it to be more ironic. Although many people believe, based on his writings, that Tennyson intended for it to be more heroic. But I'm not here to tell you answers to these questions. You have to spend some time with a poem as great and as old as this. But I will say, those are just evidence of the greatness of this poem. The fact that there is so much, so little consensus that people have explored it and lingered with it and spent time with it for so long, for 150 years now or whatever it is. And to this day, there's no consensus on what Tennyson was trying to do, what the real effect of the poem is. Um, I imagine the second time I read it here, it's going to feel very different than the first time to you. 
And I'll go ahead and do that now and let you think about that a little bit. Ulysses by Tennyson. It little profits that an idle king by the still hearth among these barren crags matched with an aged wife I meet and dole unequal laws unto a savage race that hoard and sleep and feed and know not me. I cannot rest from travel. I will drink life to the lees. All times I have enjoyed greatly, have suffered greatly, both with those that love me and alone on the shore, and when through scudding drifts the rainy Hyades vexed the dim sea. I am become a name. For always roaming with a hungry heart, much have I seen and known. Cities of men and manners, climates, councils, governments, myself not least, but honored of them all. And drunk delight of battle with my peers, far on the ringing plains of windy Troy. I am a part of all that I have met. Yet all experience is an arch where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades forever and forever when I move. How dull it is to pause, to make an end, to rust unburnished, not to shine in use. As though to breathe were life, life piled on life were all too little, and of one to me little remains. But every hour is saved from that eternal silence, something more, a bringer of new things. And vile it were for some, three sons to store and hoard myself, and this gray spirit yearning and desire to follow knowledge like a sinking star, beyond the utmost bound of human thought. This is my son, my known Telemachus, to whom I leave the scepter and the isle. Well loved of me, discerning to fulfill this labor by slow prudence to make mild the rugged people, and through soft degrees subdue them to the useful and the good. Most blameless is he, centered in the sphere of common duties, decent not to fail in offices of tenderness, and pay meet adoration to my household gods when I am gone. He works his work. I mine. There lies the port. The vessel puffs her sail. There glooms the dark, broad seas. My mariners, souls that have toiled and wrought and fought with me, that ever with a frolic welcome took the thunder and the sunshine and opposed free hearts, free foreheads. You and I are old. Old age hath yet his honor and his toil. Death closes all. But something ere the end, some work of noble note may yet be done. Not unbecoming men that strove with gods. The lights begin to twinkle from the rocks. The long day wanes. The slow moon climbs. The deep moans round with many voices. Come, my friends. It is not too late to seek a newer world. Push off and sitting well in order, smite the sounding furrows. For my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset and the baths of all the western stars until I die. It may be that the gulfs will wash us down. It may be we shall touch the happy isles and see the great Achilles whom we knew. Though much is taken, much abides, and though we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, 
that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another poem for you.